Yo, yo, this is Justin B. Bieber. Hey, it's Ariana Grande. Just the interviews. A Zach Sang Show exclusive podcast. Beautiful human. Uh, What's up? We got Dan here. Yeah. Hey. And we got Sean Paul. Head down the city. You. Man, this is exciting. What's up? I appreciate the love, bro. I really, man, you've shaped music and <laughs> your career is pretty incredible. And what you've done in my life and what you've done in terms of like sparking this interest in pop music and in terms of like what you've done for mainstream culture and bringing people together, it's remarkable. I appreciate it, it very it, much. It, is it crazy to you to think that you're still making music today? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I love it. I love the fact that I'm able to do it. Uh, you know, I was told a long time ago, uh, you, you're not going to, you know what I mean? This business is fickle and you just do what you're doing now. And, and so to still be here is kind of crazy. You know what I mean? Because that's the whole model everybody presents to you. And uh, I just kept doing what I like doing. Um, there was times where people not listening as much, but uh, keep doing what you're doing. I mean, uh, so people like to say that, you know, your, your career is going to change every seven years. And to me, I'm like, this is art. You create it. You know, I create it new every time. You know what I mean? That, For me. yeah. But by, by the way, that's a really special way of looking at it, right? Because yeah. if you look at it where it's unique and different every time, there is no mold. Nah. So... So you 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 starting from fresh, you know what I mean? Every time. For me, that's how making a song is because otherwise it would be, if I follow the formula, it would be it would be monotonous. I just follow the feeling, you know what I mean? The feeling of what the rhythm is saying to me, how how, how that's grooving and vibing with me, you know what I mean? Is that how it starts for you? Is it production? Mostly rhythms, yeah. Uh, there's times where I do get lyrics before or like uh, you know I have a concept or what I want the song to be about. But, uh, um, and most of my concepts is about partying a lot. <laughs> so that's pretty easy. But, but, uh, but yeah, uh, just, just following the feeling of what the rhythm is saying to me, you know? Th that has been a constant theme, right? In a lot of your music, right? It's this idea of partying. It's mm -hmm. being free. It's having fun. Yeah. Is there a record that you put out that you would maybe consider is a little bit deeper? Yeah, sure. I have a couple. Um, I could mention one of my albums. Uh, I think it was called The Trinity. Um, and it was a song. It was a release in France. And it's called... Um, what is it called? <laughs> I don't remember. It's been a long time. Uh, it, no. Well, Hold On is one of those two. Uh, hold On to the Dream when I'm telling people, you know, I know life is hard right now, but hold on to the dream uh, that you have and, and, and things will come true. You know what I mean? Uh, sometimes those songs are overlooked in my career. I, a lot of people know me and love me for get busy and, yeah. and temperature, you know, temperature and, and those are party songs. But you know what? I think that this music provided for me while growing up, dancehall music, that is, is, is that release. You know what I mean? I always was looking forward to hearing and, and going to the, the next party on next weekend and, and seeing my friends. Um, my pops went to prison when I was 13. So there was a little bit of not knowing what the future is going to bring and a little stress in my life. Uh, I used to swim for Jamaica, so that was every day. And, uh, you know, I, I used to look to the release. And that's wh when I make music, I come from that that point of view. You know, there's already a lot of serious things out there. I see it on the news. I read it in the papers. I, it's all on social media. Uh, and sometimes I need the release. So the perspective I come from when I make music is, is for the release. I, I love music that makes you think also. And, and I've done songs like that. Uh, oh, the song's name is called Time Rolls On. That one, it, it, it's, uh, you could check that out too. Time Rolls On. YouTube, I, I think, yeah. But That's, <clears throat> is that one of the cool things about what you do is this ability to work with a series of different artists and match the story that they're trying to tell, heighten the story that they're trying to tell. Yeah. So you get access to all different types of music. Different types of genres. But that, I think, you know, when, when when people, when we start to DJ in Jamaica or what we call it, like dancehall music, when you spit rhymes, you're supposed to, what, how it started was people flip a back of a record. So you, you would have the original record. When you flip it on the back, you would hear just the version. and, and or, or they would cut it up to make it be a version. Uh so people would rhyme on on what they had and so i think it, it just kind of 
came through and, and, and all DJs, you got to be versatile. Whichever rhythm presents itself, you know how to spit on it. Uh, or you try to know how to spit on it, at least. Uh, um, Should so, you always try, even if you don't know? Yeah, because I think it, it, it breaks new new um, grounds where your creativity is is it comes in. You know what I mean? Because I, mean, I, I didn't think I would spit that way on it, and then when I when when I start, that's not my type of thing. But when I try it, I'm like, hey, that's crazy. And I I have examples such as uh, if you know my the genre uh, Shaba and, and and Johnny Gill, uh, they did a song back in the day. That's R and B and dance all mixed up right there. Um, People like also a super cat did a song with with Sugar Ray, which mm. uh, that that's rock and 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 he what he did on it was crazy. So those examples for me to follow is like yo, you must be versatile as doing what we do. It, it's not like hip hop, like uh, it's it is a lot like hip hop, but I find that people kind of want to rep their song where they're from. Like if you're from LA, you want to sound like you're from LA, um, and not from New York, like from New York. But for us, it was like, whatever we get, we're going to eat it up. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to make it yeah. your own. You're so, going to add something to yeah, it. Yeah. So I think that's why I'm able to do songs with Sia and, um, oh. and, 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 and you know, just add to the story. Uh, um, yeah. Is there a collaboration that taught you the most? Um, uh, I think Beyonce taught me. She, she, she... She showed me a lot of focus when, like, I never seen. Mostly, being an artist has kind of been free and been like, "Yo, what's up?" And we in the studio having fun. When I did go to the studio with her, she was so focused, and I guess she just had a lot to do. So, it it was um, it was the first time I'd seen an artist be that way. Like, as people might say, anal, but <laughs> she wasn't really anal. She's just like uh, she she knew what she wanted out of the whole uh experience you know what i mean and and that showed me her determination and 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 her focus on 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 just what it was so yeah that one and who else can i big up it, seeing buster rhymes work one one of the early times that was cuz back in those days i was still kind of penning stuff down and i saw him uh he penned it down, but then he he kind of when he went in there, he did it a lot freer, and it it, it created it did it came to be something different, and I started to write like that a lot more uh, after. So the idea of just going into a room and being free. Yeah, yeah. If you feel if you feel the rhythm, you come up with ideas on the spot, and you start writing it down. But then when you read it back, your mind goes into a different place, and you start to you start to read it back, and you you're adding to the story. But when you free it up, it's kind of like spontaneous. And um, it's first of all, it is quicker, uh, and and it's it's more spontaneous. I think the song becomes more of a vibe. So when people do hear it, they're not hearing, oh, this is a story. They just catch the vibe of it, and then after they might find like, yo, it's really interesting what the lyrics were saying. Yeah. But it was the vibe that caught me at first. That, you know what I mean? I totally understand that, but yeah. it's a combination of the two, right? It's being free but also focused. Yeah. The two of them together. Which is a hard balance to do. I can yeah. <laughs> when you go into a session, do you need to walk out of that session with a record? Most days I've like I don't like to go waste the studio time. Um back in the day it was important because of economics. Like it was yeah. like, yo, this dude is paying for your studio time and do it in less than an hour and just like hit it up quick and, and let's be out. Um, you know, cause uh it is it, it's, it's it's the music biz, right? So yeah. Um, you're trying to make the money and for someone to be sitting there it might not make sense for you to put your song out if it doesn't sell that much and all that jazz so um, got used to kind of hitting it up as I went in uh, lately there's times where I will go back or I'll do a demo and then I'll go back uh, but usually I didn't like to waste the time especially even when things got crazy and big for me um, I didn't want to waste the time not just because of the finances anymore it was because of I'm going on tour tomorrow. Yeah, you got things to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I gotta hit it up before the, them two months of being on the road. So, yeah. You mentioned you being a swimmer. That takes yeah. discipline. It does. <laughs> do you? A lot of big breaths. You must have some sort of discipline here, yeah. right? Because it's consistency that really keeps you going for all for seven albums, man. It has, yeah, it has, and and it and it, it treats me. Um, I, as I said, being conditioned and and, and that kind of got me in a way, in my mind, 
uh, to be able to visualize something and achieve it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That- uh, and and so like he was like, oh, you wanna you want the gold medal? You want to be? You want to make the team to go to a certain games? You have to make this time. How are you gonna make those times? You gotta train. You gotta do this. Uh, you know, sleep, eat right, and do all that kind of stuff. And it um it it goes into every aspect of my of my life. You know what I mean? I want to achieve this. Um, I want to. I see that dream, but it's gonna take a while. What do you mm-hmm. want to achieve now? What, what what do you visualize today? I'm I'm wanting to help my genre in terms of be the voice, and so I'm doing it. Dance that, all. That, yeah, that 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 tells people, um, you know where it came from, what it is. I've been doing that, but also bring new people right now. So there's a couple cats I'm producing who are big artists themselves, Spraga Benz and people like Conscience. Uh, Wayne Marshall and Chiching Ching. I just signed Chiching Ching last year, a couple of years ago, and let released his album last September. It's called Turning Tables. So, with my endorsement, there's a lot of people that know about me and my music. Um, and they've checked out Dancehall before and, and become fans of other people. But these are kids who, you know, in every in every neighborhood or community, you can find people in Jamaica that have talent. Um, and so I'm just kind of shining light on some of these cats to keep the keep the history going. Yeah, you're keeping yeah. it moving. You're yeah, you're man. paying it forward. You're you're keeping dance hall alive. Yeah, I'm trying. Yeah, it's <laughs> really special. Thank you, bro. It's uh, wow, it's very very cool. I have a question when it comes to features. So, like, most times when you hear a feature, there's, like, a little section for that person to fit in. Mm-hmm. When you do features, you're throughout the whole entire song. Yeah, I, I try to do backups to the song and, and, and um, kind of feel like I'm in there. You know what I mean? Uh, most songs I do like that is over the internet, back and forth. There's some that's been, like, the person's right there. We writing together. Uh, but uh, I like it to feel like we're there together, you know, instead of just interjected. Sometimes it's a bit much, I think. Like I, <laughs> and I, and on stage I do it too. Like I, I'm all over it. But uh, um, when you when when you you know when you're doing music for your vibe, it, it, I think that the the two could kind of. That's how I came up with stuff with like with the me and Sia song. Um, Cheap thrills. Yeah, just back and forth with with her. Uh, we've actually done another one the other day. Uh, there's a demo out there that with Tiesto. So. Um, looking forward for that to come out. But it's the same thing. I like I hear what she's saying. I'm like, oh, I could fit this in right there. Would it sound? No, nah, that's too much. And I find the right word to to kind of just bridge the gap. You know what I mean, because then you have clean bandit rockabye too, right? Yeah. It's amazing how you can like you fit into all of these songs so perfectly. And like this is a compliment. It's almost like you fit in so perfectly. You don't even realize you're there. I appreciate it, bro. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like a lot of features like throw it off or it's kind of like, oh, that's who it is. But when yeah, you do yeah. it, it fits in so smoothly. It's I more than a feature. It. It's one. I love that song too. Um, I feel a lot in my genre, we don't, we don't, we don't really, you know, tell the women on a, on a level like that song did, how much we appreciate it. And um, I mean, I tell them how I appreciate them shaking it all the time, right? So, <laughs> so, so with, uh, with that sign, it was so different. I was like, wow, just the concept alone. Like, they came up with a concept. And, um, you know, good vibe between between us in that song. Yeah. Back to your records that are just yours for a second. And you were yeah. talking about creating music that is a release and mm-hmm. some records having a deeper meaning. A record that kind of embodies that for me, and tell me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. We Be Burning. yeah. This is a record. It was saying something, yeah. Dude, it was re- saying something for real. Come on. Released in 2005, you're calling for the legalization of marijuana. Yeah. Second verse, when a farmer grows it, he knows it flows with the economical benefit helping those who have it. They up on the hard juggling, car the system only keep man struggling. Studying people, I use it, don't abuse it. Got the concentration, well reputed. So it's like, there, there's many, there's many, um, there's many good things that that I have experienced with you know marijuana, and um, over the years you know, my father actually crashed planes, doing crazy things, uh, in uh where was where was this South Florida? Okay. Um, you know so 
I find that the the whole system has been incarcerating people like my pops. To me, he's a good man. He didn't didn't do much damage to society. He was trying to get the stuff over here at the time, and he got in a lot of trouble. And uh, you know, if it was a legal thing, then it probably wouldn't have happened. And uh, people kind of talk things about um, you know how it was bad for you. But now I see a lot of medical journals saying, "Oh, it's good in this respect and that respect." And there's so much uses for it. So, so your dad went to prison for trying to get marijuana over here? Kind of, yeah. So, okay, you are directly affected by this, like yeah. in a very firsthand way. And, and to your right. point, yeah, right now we're in this whole new era. It's a whole new yeah. chapter. You, I came to L.A. and I went to a store and I purchased <laughs> some. With, with a card. Chronic, yeah. <laughs> on a freaking iPad. Men, men. Yeah. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Men, men. Yeah. And Big up. My hope is with this massive commercialization of marijuana mm-hmm. comes, you know, the proper treatment to those who have been incarcerated poorly and wrongly, mm-hmm. you know, for low-level drug offenses. People, yeah. lives have been ruined based on yeah, marijuana you go, laws. You go, you go into into an institution like that once and it kind of changes you, I think. You I, know what I mean? So, come so, on. And it, it's just been a lot, you know what I mean? Um, there, there's crazier things out there that I see. Uh, so anyway, I, I, I just kind of like saw it from then and, and I followed the leader, like people like Peter Tosh, he's been calling for legalization of, of, of weed from the seventies. That's what I can remember a big song that he had. And at the time still, even in Jamaica, a lot of people were like, oh, it's a crazy weed, weed is going to make you crazy. And, um, you know, with everything that, that that's on earth that human beings can consume, some people are going to uh, react negative to it. Some people have diabetes. They can't eat the chocolate. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, 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 so there's going to be some people that just react weird to it or bad to it. But for most part, for me, I have found uh, a very great use for it in, in terms of creation. Um, you know, socializing is one thing, but... In terms of creating for me in the studio, it, it kind of gets me in that that zone. As we said, it was hard to balance being focused and being in the vibe. Uh, marijuana helps me do that. It, it's, yeah, it really can. Yeah, the right strain will get you creatively charged and super focused. Sure, and then j- just mentioning how how it got good um, properties to kind of help with certain uh, diseases. That, that's that's pretty cool. Uh, you know, well, I mean. Some people can't eat certain things, and, and some people can. And, and I just feel that, for me, I've seen so much good, you know, um, with it, and it, it seems very weird to me over the years. So I'm glad that what's happening now is happening. Was it hard to have to change that to, from legalize it to realize it? Ah, yeah, you noticed that. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I wanted to do that because um, I have a song right now. Can I curse on here? Yeah. I have a song right now that starts. It says, it's a good f***ing day. Because everything around me seems to go my way. But but I, I wanted to be able to play on the radio too or, or, or play around my kids, without my own kids, without it, them hearing it's a good f***ing day. So I, I have a version of it that I say, it's a good lucky day. <laughs> you know, uh, and so, I like it. it's a, yeah, thank you. I, I think um, th- there's, there's certain things that I want to express myself. I want to feel free, but also, you know, around my son or at that time, I didn't have a kid, but I was mindful of um, people who wouldn't want their son or their kid to be singing about marijuana at the age they are. So I don't think kids should be smoking marijuana or partaking in any mood-altering, mind-altering kind of um, vibes at the time. I mean, when you're over a certain age, um, you know, it, it's good to expand, I think. But not as a kid. You're still developing. Yeah, you know I mean? you're growing. So so, the, so uh, it wasn't hard because I, I liked the song and uh, I flipped it into a party song. and You know, it w- said what's popular at the time. A lot of people gave me flack for that. They were like, yo, because... You were saying something for the weed, you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, but there's the two versions. And um, there's many versions of songs and remixes of songs. I just didn't let it stop me. I, th- I thought, I want this vibe to be heard, so flip it that way. 
which record of yours changes your life in the biggest, most immediate way? It was the first record I had in Kingston. Uh, it was called Baby Girl, and it's not on any album. I don't know where it can be found right now, but uh, <clears throat> Baby Girl was the name of it. And um, is that what gets you discovered? It was. I I I, well, I, I went to a producer who kind of was like he heard some of the stuff I was doing on dub plates and like I was doing like little freestyles around the place, and he was like, "Yo, so this is a new rhythm track and write something for it." And when I came back to him, he's like, "That's the best song I ever heard you sing." I was like, "Yeah," and and then they put it out. Um, and it, it had uh, in Jamaica we have something called juggling, so the, it it's one rhythm with a couple different songs on it. Um, and and cool. and yeah, we love that because I love it because it gives you a different meditation for like one dude singing about you know Selassie and and Rastafari, and the next dude singing about me. I'm singing about a girl on that on that rhythm. Uh, you know, and and then somebody else might be singing about partying, and somebody might be singing about what they didn't like that the government did. But the rhythm is the groove, you know, and and you like to hear the rhythm for a while, and then people saying these different things different with a different stories. yeah, and that's why I love it. So um, that juggling came out in 1996 in November, and then by the Christmas it was like nuts, and by January I was taking calls like, yeah, I'll come to this, I'll come to that. <laughs> You know, it was it was popping off. So that song changed it for me forever. When people say, "How's it been?" I just remember I, it's been a whirlwind since then for me. I, I, now it's a lot more calmer in 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 my career life. Like we we have it locked down. Yeah, like you we, manage it now. Yeah, I know how to manage it properly. But at that that time, it was a whirlwind of calls and rhythms I wanted to be on, and people just hitting hitting me. You know. Uh, and and coming at you with opportunities that I didn't want to not take. Is that how you find your <clears throat> Jeremy Harding? Right? Is that the yeah, guy? Yeah, he was the first producer I had. I'm, I'm a first manager. Yeah. And then is that, is that the movie that or the the song that ends up in the movie Belly? He is. Uh, no, that was Tony Kelly who produced that. But I'm not a big Jamaican producer. But uh, th- it's funny. So Jeremy Harding produced me, and I'm now like the it kid that everybody wants on their rhythm. <clears throat> uh, me and Mr. Vegas. Okay. So, uh, two couple kids in Jamaica break every year. It's, it's crazy in in the dance hall genre. Like, so that year was me and Vegas definitely. And um, uh, you know, I got a call. My brother went to. He used to play for a sound system. So my brother calls me, came home from a dance, and was like, "Yo, DMX was there." I was like, "What?" Cause we big fans. This year, that year, DMX have put out like three albums. He, that year, so he uh, he was huge, and he still is a big rapper to me. Nobody does that um, anymore, by the way. Three albums, yeah. yeah I mean, it, Ariana Grande with two, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's how big he was. Yeah. Then, yeah, if you understand uh, uh, the power of of him, and I was like, what? He was at the damn. I wish I went. So my brother went to spin, and I I didn't go. And then um, it was funny. The next call I got was from Tony Kelly, the producer. And he's like, yo, come over to my studio. You're going to do a song with Mr. Vegas and um, and, and DMX today. I said, like, hurry up. I'm like, all right, bro, yo. I was like, this is crazy. So went over there, and um, me and Vegas was there first. We were writing a girl song. We're like, all of the girls, them hold your, hold your hands high. And and D com- DMX comes in, X comes in. It's like, yo, okay, that's good, but this is what I got. Here comes the woman. He starts spitting. He was like, oh, bad man thing. <laughs> so so we we revamped the lyrics, you know what I mean? But uh it was a great experience, man. Um seeing a a huge rapper that I looked up to come to my home country and like, you know, chill out with us and and just be you know, as normal as as we felt. It, it kind of helped me to to you know that cloud you have about oh, how is this big entertainer? He was a cool one. Like sometimes you meet somebody and you think they're going to be one way and it's the, it's the other way. He was pretty cool to us and and we the same to him. We, we showed him, you know, all, all the all the comforts of home. <laughs> <laughs> but see, like that moment really does matter and it matters w- with music and the people who listen to it, right? When an artist goes to any country that's not their home country, mm-hmm. the fans there deeply appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. And they love it on another level. Yeah, man. It, it, you see these people, and uh, even back in the day when it was just on the Vina, and you see the record, you keep looking at the record, you keep imagining that whole scene on the pick, and 
or the artwork that's on it and uh, when you see that person you, and you hear them every day and you feel like yo you know this person like I grew up feeling Bob Marley was my uncle and you know I grew up with with, with Damien Marley same school oh cool um, my brother was in his class and whatnot, but I always felt like close to this dude because he, he's just the most famous Jamaican at the time that that was known and, and you'd hear his name often and so you know uh, those things I, I I understand totally. You know what I mean? When, when you take time to go to the community and, and check out how they do. That's why I appreciate when Rihanna came to Jamaica because she, uh, she came to work with me. Um, but she went to the studio and to the beach and to the Bob Marley Museum and to the club and to the street dance and she saw it all. You know what I mean? A lot of the collabs that I've done before, as I mentioned, was by internet over you know but she came to yeah. you yeah so but, it was pretty cool but that creates a different record right because the energy of jamaica yeah the energy of just being in that spot and and together and knowing you know how that is it's beautiful so do you exclusively make music in jamaica or no i mean i've done a lot of recordings here in la recently um also in miami as i said before once the track is my home you know what i mean so once the mm. track says opens the door i'm like oh Today's Batman Day. Okay, I gotta talk about Batman stuff. Okay, cool. It's just that's where my brain goes. Or today's yeah, today's Shake It Girl Day. I feel it. <laughs> I do it, girl. And it doesn't matter where you are. Nah, that's the home. That's and so that's what's great about music. I think that no matter where you are, um, it's like the moon. You know, you see it. It's, you feel at home. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for that. What are you Appreciate thinking? It. So I don't want to I don't want to mispronounce the name. I always get it wrong with the one with Jay Balvin. Yeah. Contra what <laughs> contra is that? Contra la pared. So it's, it means back against the wall. Okay. So contra la pared. So did he he came to you with that song? Actually, it was I I know the producer. I knew the producer that he worked with a lot is Tiny, and I liked a lot of his tracks. And I requested for management to hook me up with all that. So we went to the studio with Tiny, and we was doing a lot of different demos. Uh, I had some people there to help me write Spanish lines to interject into my one or two songs. I had done back in the day a song called Punky and another song called Hold My Hand, which were reggae one-drop songs. But I had such a big love from the Latin community in New York where I was going a lot. Um, and I was like, I want to reach out to these people. So I translate. I had someone help me translate the whole song, and I did the whole song in Spanish. Uh and so from that time, I've been having like a, you know, a great relationship with my Latin audience, especially here in, in, in the States. It's huge. It's a huge, uh, what can I say, a huge uh, demographic of people. So um, when we went with Tiny, we did a couple of different songs. Um, and then when I heard this one, boop, 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 I'm like, yo. And I said, this, I'm, I think I'm going to try to send this to Jay. We've been talking about doing stuff. And they were like, yeah, you would love this, I'm sure. So we sent it to him, and he sent me back all kind of fire emojis and rockets. and <laughs> Like, yeah. So we, we, immediately, from the track from Tiny, we knew that this is, this is dope. What a, you know, let's do something great on it. So he sends me back about a day and a half later, crazy, crazy vibe. And then, yeah, I did it up. So we did that, that over the internet. But, uh, you know, it's a funny thing. When an artist hear the rhythm, and the rhythm open the door in your home, you're like, yeah, this is good. Feels good. So... Back against the wall, like, you know, in Jamaica, we say rent a tile. So that means, like, you and one girl on the tile, this space, a little, you know, the tile. Yeah. <laughs> on, yeah. You on the dance floor, you're getting very close. So that's kind of like what this song is about, just, just partying and vibing and, you know, being close. How does your process change? Because you mentioned that you have somebody writing in Spanish yeah. and giving you lines to put in there. Yeah. Does that disrupt the free, vibey nature of it? I have to understand what they're saying. Got it. I have to, I have to, I have to be like, because I just don't want to come and spit something else totally different to the vibe to the story. story. Yeah, and so, uh, you know, when when they had described what the song was about to me, like you know, she she wants me, she wants more. We dancing close. We yeah. So, um, I kind of just did my thing after that. And then the fuego part, I I don't I don't know much words in Spanish. <laughs> So I was trying to freestyle my own, and the fuego came out. I was like fuego, and they were like yo, and I was like, is, is that too? Is like is that too too cliche? And they're like, no, nah, that's dope. Do it, do it. So that was fun. Yeah. So so that was the one Spanish line I wrote in the song. Fuego. Well, yeah. 
Yeah. Is there a record that you put out that surprised you? Uh, Give Me the Light surprised me. Okay. It did. Because uh, the producer in Jamaica, you know, I we usually kind of sell the song to the producer Got at, it. in the front. So so you almost don't have nothing in the back end. Like the, the you get points, but, you know, you don't get no royalties like committee so at, at first you know what i mean so so back in those days dude said like i was like he's like how much to prof- to to sing the song i was like a thousand dollars us so he's like well i got 800 i'm like nah all right cool later all right so i'm chilling out and then uh, a few days later i'm like i need that 800 us dog <laughs> i went too hard in the club last night damn so i like, yo you still got that eight bills for me he's like yeah so I went over there and I had the melody because he had given me the rhythm, and I had the melody and I was like, "What am I gonna say?" And I was like, Just say what you did last week in New York. All right, cool. And um, in Jamaica at the time, we we didn't uh, really be breaking bottles of champagne. We have our own Jamaican rum and 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 that kind of stuff. So, but I was like, I want to connect back with that audience that I keep going to every weekend. I was going to New York for parties and shows, and it's a city that I could hit up. A Dominican club in 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 you know uh, the Bronx and then hit up a uh, uh, you know a yard club back in Brooklyn the same night and then go to Jersey and do uh, something that's like you know Trinidadian people and Guyana people is crazy only in the tri-state yeah so 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 I was like I want to connect back with what you know they showing me that lifestyle of busting these yo Mr. Paul I bought you a bottle of champagne I'm like why I like your song bro I'm like yeah so. I just spit. I just like, bust another bottle of You know, just give me the light. Up. And I started going on. They're like, yo, that's dope. So I did it. And then I took the eight bills and I was like, yeah, that's good. Uh, now, I got, now I can pay my bills. <laughs> and, 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 and then I left. And then people be calling me from Trinidad. Yo, this song breaking off in Trinidad, eh, boy? I was like, yeah. And then people in Miami told me. And I went to New York and just did it one day. Uh, and it and it and it broke off, and the record label happened to be there. My my record label, I was telling them about the song, and they were like, "I don't know that one." And I was like, "It's out there. It's, it's really catching a vibe now." And um, yeah, it did surprise me when all of a sudden it been the longest playing song on TV stations. Yeah. So, <laughs> you, yeah, but did you make any money outside of the eight hundred bucks? Yeah, yeah, I did. Okay. I, yeah, it was worked out after. That's why I said at first it's like okay. until it gets big, and then everybody kind of goes, uh, "Hey, you know, let's work this out." <laughs> Let's redo those splits. Yeah, but mostly at first, you're just trying to get hurt and you're just doing it. Yeah, you, know? you just want to do it to get by and to yeah. survive, literally. And, and why it's, why that one surprised me is because it's just two verses. <laughs> and But it's such a vibe, you it know is. what I mean? And I was kind of embarrassed at first. I'm like, there's Nelly, uh, uh, she's singing songs with hooks and, you know, um, uh, your bridges and this is what all these other big artists are doing and I'm playing on the same platform and it's just two verses and keep going around and around I'm like damn like maybe I should have made a better song but that's why it surprised me and it showed me that sometimes it's not about a big highfalutin thing sometimes it's just about like hitting people off and letting them and then feel good at that moment with, with that vibe you know? and it was so different ah yeah <laughs> it was so different and even everything else you described so different from the landscape yeah. That was out there at the time. True. It, it, it came at a difference. It was like, oops, what? <laughs> it, it surprised me. It did. It, really? It's a, I, okay, what record of yours do you know will last forever? I think there's a couple. Like, oh, yeah. timeless. Yeah, I think Temperature is, is yeah. one of those. Temperature is goals. I mean, uh, the first time, i tell you a funny story. The first time I, 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 I went into the record label with that one, a lot of people, it was a big table and we played it. And everybody was like, <laughs> and then one lady, like she stood and she's like, yo, this is going to be a big pop hit. I feel like this is amazing. She went on the ground and started doing her thing. Like and this, this is a, <laughs> an elderly lady. Right? So I was like, whoa. And she was mature, I would say. A uh, beautiful lady, but she got on her hands and knees and she said, I am your servant. You Anything you said, this is a hit. And I was like, wow. So. I, I really appreciated that, um, uh, you know, and, and, and she was prolific in saying it. It went to number one Billboard charts, took me all over the world, and it's a song that has to be in my set. Has to be. Forever? Yeah. It, will you ever get annoyed playing it? No, but I, I'm annoyed at that kid that did the belly. Did you see it? 
with the watch the music video? No, he yeah he he did it on Instagram. Oh, he plays it. Yeah, he, like, <laughs> <laughs> he plays himself. He played it better than me. Come on, man. <laughs> Dude, that's such culture. I mean, does it amaze you that your music is gonna last forever? Like way after everybody in this room is long gone, and well, I mean, it's it's freaky to think about. It's good to 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 try to feel that way. I mean, um. You know, I used to say at first that uh, I did this song, and then it, it, this song has been playing in England. I've never been to England. My voice reached to England before me. So now to, for someone to say that, I've never thought of that before. Like, it's been, been playing forever. It is a big song. It probably will be in the archives. Like, yeah, that feels crazy. I, You know what? What I do this for, like what, sometimes when you say, do I go into the studio and then mess around? No, I want to get the song done. Because I feel like the time in life sometimes, like I just want, I want to be heard. I want people to know I was here. It's like when you go to the restroom, yeah. and you're right, I was here, <laughs> and, and those stupid things. Like you want people to know, yeah, I was here, bro. I tagged it up, and um, it's one of the best ways for me to tag and just let people know um, how life was for me. Because life changes all the time, and um, I think that's the beautiful thing about hip hop, dancehall. Afrobeat, reggaeton, they kind of tell a story of of right now of what's happening. And when it's you, an archive. When, when you sign, right, whether it's that bathroom stall or it's, you know, you sprinkling yourself throughout an entire record, <laughs> you sign for more than just yourself, right? You sign for your family, you sign for dance hall, you sign for peeps. Jamaica. Yeah. Do you, feel sure. that, do you feel that pressure? A sense of responsibility more than, than pressure. Like, uh, yo, um, other people who did this before, Shaggy, uh, mm. from my country, made, you know, our music very popular. He has mentored me by just me seeing what he did. But also, he had a very amazing studio in Kingston at the time with Robert, his manager at the time. And they both mentored me. Like, I would go to the studio and they would tell me things about how they liked what I was doing or not. And 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 that's just, he was, you know, his sense of responsibility. And the same way with me, um, I feel that to, to it's not a pressure. It's like, yo, I have to mention them. Uh, when I was a kid, I just wanted somebody to mention me. It would be like, yo, you know, Jamaica, <laughs> yeah. You feel good. Um, uh, so... It's a good vibe to to know that that I'm a person that's waving the flag. I mean, there's so much more people in my country doing it. Like, that's not even the music. Big up your saying both. He waves the flag for of course athletics and for and for Jamaica. Even when he's out of it, um, he's an icon. So people like that help young kids, even if you're not from an inner city. But for for people who are in impoverished areas, for the most part, it gives them something to to feel uh, just good about. You know what I mean? It's hope. Yeah. It gives them. It, yeah. it shows them that they can do it too. Yeah, man. And sure. bring up Shaggy in that studio. That's cool to have. That's an escape for so many. That's you know, yeah, it's either go to the studio or do something else. You know. Yeah, for sure. It, it really does a lot of good. Is mm. there anything you miss about the early two thousands making music back then? Um. Yeah. I, I could go to the club without ending up in the back of somebody's Instagram pic. <laughs> I thought you said you wouldn't go to the club. <laughs> <laughs> so, so <laughs> it's more people catching you. Yeah, yeah, right. But uh, you know, with everything that's 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 like uh, with, with with the innovations and stuff that te- technology brings, there's there's good and bad, right? So I just get used to what's the good. Mm-hmm. And, and and it helps me to not be like, oh, I wish it was in the past. Because I used to, I don't know, growing up, I hear I hear mature elder people being like, yo, it's not like back in the day. And I, I do it now. Um, but I try to find what's beautiful about this generation's artwork and, and you know, vibe like that. Even jokes and memes, uh, you know. Well, Check it out. Yeah. I was gonna ask, do you do you feel like you have your own language in music? Because you do see memes <laughs> saying like there's Spanish, there's, yeah, there's English, English, and there's Sean Paul. Sean Paulish. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's funny because it, it's weird because I'll be in in Jamaica and they were like, yeah, boy, you talk good, you know, good, you, you chat good. That's why people <laughs> understand you. And then I come over here and be like, you chat bad, basically. They're like, yo, I don't get what he's saying. So it's funny. Um. 
I've always been the type of person to um to try to reach out to you like and speak in a way that you can understand me if I'm conversing with you. So it comes out like my stronger patwa language comes out when I'm at home in Jamaica with my friends. Uh when I'm here, I'm kind of talking so that a lot of people could understand what, me. Was that hard at first? No, it's something my father always would do, and it was natural to him. And I would see my mom, like, people would call him from the States, and he'd be like, yeah, man, he'd be talking, like, kind of twanging, like, you know. <laughs> Southern twang? Yeah, yeah, and saying, because <laughs> they talk, and she, my mom was like, what the hell are you doing? But it was just something. He's like, I don't know. When I talk to these people, it comes out, and it's funny. <laughs> so uh, it's the same thing that happens to me. Uh, you know, accents kind of. I, I, I could, that's why I could pronounce the Spanish that I'm talking in a in a good way. I got good accent uh, recognition and things like that. With a Jamaican accent, could, like, do you ever make up words? Mm, there, there are words that that just come about in our culture. That, uh, of course, someone made it up. Um, when I was just getting into. Um, into being a, a an entertainer, there was a word called bashi, bashi. What's that? So, so that means um, it's very, it's like a bash. You know what a bash is like a big event. Yeah, yeah. A big party. Yeah. So so we you use it like yo this this cat's bashi, you know what <laughs> I mean? It's, it's dope. <laughs> In other words, so it's so, big, it's grand. No, it's yeah, it's like it's so big, it's it's dope. It's like yeah. that's what it is. So, and but the meaning changes. So I I have actually. Have I come up with my own word? Like, nah, not really. I like I say madly a lot, and I guess somebody else has said that to me before. But like people say, yo, I go see you later. I go, okay, madly, and that means yeah, mad and crazy. Like, yeah, okay, dope. I right, see, same type of thing. Madly. Um, yeah, madly. So you know, I have another saying: mad people think they. It goes, mad people think they should know, and I write it on almost every IG post that I post, and people are like, what is that hashtag? It's just like. I'm crazy and you should know it. You know what I mean? Kind of thing. So it, that's, that's what it means. Wait, uh, mad people think? Mad people think they should know. Ting. Yeah, mad people think. So when people are like, yo, 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 you dope. Yeah, mad people think, you know. All right, go. I'm crazy. Yeah, it's a crazy boy talking. It's a polite but, warning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's nice. Yeah, for sure. So y- you have kids. Like, you do this for so much more. You continue to make music. Is there a... Do you see an end for you? Do you see like a moment where you decide to not, <laughs> to not hop on a record? A um, I've never felt that way. I've always felt like there's always a record on the radio. Like I'm like, or that I find on online. I'm like, wow, man, I wish I had something like this. You know what I mean? This is dope. This is this is bashy. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> Constantly inspired. Yeah, well, by music a lot. Yeah, and by dancing ladies a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But but uh, just just uh, I've not felt bored. I've not felt like no, I don't want to do this no more. I've not felt like that. I felt that way. Funnily enough, about I swim and play water polo. I used to do that for Jamaica, yeah. and I felt that oh, there was a t- ten years in my life. I, like, I don't want to go by the pool. I play basketball if I want to exercise. Like I, I don't want to go there. Um, now I've fallen in love back with it. Um, so I try time away. You know? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you do need your time away, but I've not felt that way about music. And I think it's because you're doing it with so many different people all the time. Like it's, it's inspiring. It's never the same. Nah, it's inspiring too. I, every rhythm is different too. Even in Jamaica, just as a genre alone, there's so much different um, creative things that producers have done, and we, we produce thousands of records. So some of them are just trial and error, I think. And 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 you know, our culture loves that though. We we love to hear songs that are amazing and sound crazy produced and then we love to hear things that they just sound like a vibe like as i said we'd give me the light what is sean what do i need to do today to get you on a record you need to play a rhythm for me that i like and and i need to have the time and there's a schedule thing with what the songs i'm releasing but that's Got the it. red tape after i've been voicing things right now but i you know i tell people you know you're gonna have to work that out with the label. Just leave me out of when that happens. But how often um, are you doing them? Um, every every couple of weeks, there's something that comes at me. Or I would say every week, uh, there's something that comes at me, and I'm either like, I love it, or no, nah. you know. W- will you give notes on something? 
I, I have done that before, but I think it's kind of obnoxious. You know what I mean? Like, yo, you should do this, and I'm still not going on it, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Will you give notes if you go on it? Yeah, for sure. I, I, I like to, to make sure that the mix is proper how I sound and, and, and the, the bass and, and drum kind of are, are there. You know what I mean? A lot. I want it reflected of what I do. Is there an artist out there that you believe needs Sean Paul on one of their records? Oh, it's funny. I've always said Alicia Keys. I've always loved her music. And the other day, Swiss Beats and I had reached out. We were like, yo, ooh. so um, we, we we cooking something up to come out, which is a dream come true. Um, and uh, what's the name of the, wow. the, the rock group? I think nobody would ever. Uh, is it 21? 21 Pilots? 21 Pilots. I've heard a couple songs they do. I just like it. And people are like, hey, ne- how would you ever? And I'm telling you, I know I could. If they give me something, I know I could rip, rip it up. By the way, that's the challenge that keeps this fresh <laughs> every time. Yeah. And that's also the magic of dancehall. Yeah, man, it is. It, it's, it, you, you had to be versatile. And so it, it's lent itself to be, you know, something that, that can transcend genres. Is, is there a trend you've heard in music that you just hated? Um, <laughs> I often... I often Often, like, people ask me, what's your biggest fear? I'm, like, dying and hearing a song that on the radio. Like, I'm be, like, dying right now. And the song that I hate, it's like, ah, I'm like, ah. <laughs> That's my fear. <laughs> but then they ask me, which song is that? And I'm like, I don't, I don't, because music is so crazy. I hear a song today that I'll be like, that song's trash. <sighs> and then I hear it two more times, and I'm like, yo, play that <laughs> It's funny. It matches your mood. Yeah, that's what it is about. So maybe I wasn't in the mood at the time to hear it. And that affects my, my, me going on rhythms also. Like sometimes people bring me a dope beat, but I just did something very similar. And I know when it's coming out. And I'm like, it would be stupid to keep doing that vibe sense. And I'm like, I sit it out, you know? See, you're in a really unique position because you get a chance to kind of listen to what everybody else is doing. True. You know? So you have an idea <laughs> of... All the pieces on the board. But most artists are. I mean, we, when, we, when we see each other, we play, you know, artists kind of play back and forth their stuff. Even if they don't work together, they, they, they'll know what the other one is doing. Uh, like, people always see, you know, these buck someone in the studio and they're like, yo, this is my new project. You know? They want to show it off. Yeah, because that's what it's for. And you, I, I, I die for people to hear stuff that I have. I'm like, yo, I wish this song would come out or that song would come out. So in the past three years, it's been very good because... Uh, a lot of the songs that I had kind of sitting down or ideas that I had have been coming to fruition. Is that the most fulfilling part of this whole thing for you? Right now, it's very fulfilling. You know, I had an idea. I wanted to work with the Migos, and then it, it, it came. It, it, it happened, you know what I mean? And it was like, uh, this was before Bad and Bougie really blew up. We, we recorded that song before that happened. You're talking about the song off your uh, most recent album. Yeah, uh, off of my EP. It's called Body. Yeah. And we did that video in South Beach and um, uh, Good Little Vibe. It came out last year. But uh, when we recorded it, Bad and Bougie hadn't blown up yet. That, uh, it, it, it was, I just knew them from kind of checking them out. And I was like, yo, they, do, they, they, they were big before, I would say. But Bad and Bougie kind of blew them on a different level. Oh, yeah. And so I wanted to work with them when they were big before. What, <laughs> what was it? What? What did you hear in them? Uh, just a new first style, as I said. As when when you grow in this music, sometimes it, something is not familiar to your generation. It's not always bad, and and what they were doing seemed fresh to me. You know what I mean? I like I just like the style. It, what I like about with new music is that it, if if it also reminds me of the of back in the day. But it's fresh and brand new. It's just something different. The way how they're writing on the rhythm, it felt new. It felt like, okay, when I first heard dancehall music, when I first, as a kid, as a 10-year-old kid, it reminded me, and people are going to say I'm stupid, but it reminded me of when I first heard rock and roll. It's just that energy. I mean, real rock and roll. I mean, like like first Chuck Berry rock and roll yeah. like type of it was swingy, it was bouncy, it was party and to me. And uh um so so that same something in what they were doing reminded me of 
when I first was falling in love with hip hop. I'm like, I want to work with him. It's like I mean? nostalgia, but present. Exactly. I totally get it. Nostalgia is the word. It's, yeah. But that's, you don't hear that a lot anymore. And I feel like that's a really cool place to be. Mm-hmm. Right? Because, I don't know, it's connected to what makes music great from before, but it matches us today. Yeah, for sure. It's, uh, yeah, wow. That, I've never heard the Migos described like that. That's really cool. <laughs> Special. Um, in in the beginning of Like Glue, you say, Shauna Paul, somebody got Can I Can I hear you say that whole thing in Please. person? <laughs> yeah. Yo, yo. Shauna Paul, somebody got sudden. Well, I don't really care what people say. I don't really watch what them want to do. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think I'm going to cry. <laughs> that was the best moment of my life. Big up, brother. Big up, big up, big up. What was it like working with Idris Elba? <sighs> That's crazy. Because I, I, I know Stefana. Uh, we've been doing a few works. I did a remix for her. She did a song for me. And then she was like, yo, hit this up. Uh, uh, oh, we did two songs, by the way. But yeah. Oh. And then she's like, hit this up. She sent it to me on my phone. I was like, what is this? It's dope, pretty mad. She's like, yeah, it's me and Wiley and Idris. I was like, Idris? Who's that? And she, I was like, Idris Elba, that's a movie dude, right? So what is he doing? Is he reading lines on there? I was like, he's going to be in the video. They were like, yo, he's spitting. I was like, what? I heard it and I couldn't believe it. Like, I was like, yo, this dude is going all the way out. <laughs> he was good. So, yeah, he's, his tone is deep yeah. and, and, and commands the track. And um, what he's talking about is pretty dope. And um, uh, he, he got moves in the video. But I didn't know for, that he was a, a DJ before. Like, he did that yeah. and, and, and produced. And I had no idea. So I just thought he was involved in music. So it was that was a surprise to find out. Um, and, and big track, dope track. Big up to Wiley. He he's the one who put it all together. Grime artist in London. It sick record. Mm-hmm. Just listening to your catalog, it made me feel like I was in a club, and it was <laughs> just me. And it was really a stellar feeling. You've created music that have accompanied people throughout so many different moments it's really it's it's wild to even wrap your mind around appreciate it. Um, a lot of people say to me oh you you, you got me my first girl <laughs> <laughs> you rented that tie we rented yeah so that's a good feeling because i yeah it's good it reminds me of when i got from my first girl when i hear that i'm like yeah i used to play your records at so many middle school dances <laughs> it was crazy it was just a guarantee just get everybody moving Big up, man. Thank it you. changes the energy in a room. You gonna bring the braids back ever? Oh, uh, I don't know. It was it got I loved it at first, all right? And then I was having to sit down and do it. Like I you know, I, I swam growing up. So it was like this <laughs> yeah. when I was growing up. And I didn't wasn't used to having like be doing it. So it got annoying to me. But I did hold it for like seven years. And that's just unfortunately for me, the time when I really got famous. And so everybody knows me mm-hmm. for the braids and I'm like, yo, I got you don't know me for my songs. <laughs> so then when I did the Mohawk, it was like a rebellion on that whole thing. And I named that album Tomahawk Technique. I was like, I'm I'm cutting and clearing. I'm I'm just gonna be different. And I did the Mohawk and then I got a lot of flack for that. <laughs> but uh, you know, styles is it's good to change it up every now and then. And and I rocked the hawk for about six years too. It was a while. That was your fifth album. When you look back at your albums, do you look at them like chapters in your life? Yeah, for sure. And that's what I miss about music business now, uh, especially for for artists like me, where you're trying to get people to know who you are again in terms of, or even a younger, new artist that's just coming. Um, you know, it, it, it's it's kind of like you you it, it, it's a weird it's a weird situation. You feel like people should bring back albums? Yeah, because cause, cause that defines you in that period of time for at least a year, two years before when you're getting the material ready and the two years after when you're promoting it and they see those videos or pics. That, that's how it was to me. And so I do miss that. But I understand that now that's, there's so much things. It's so quick. Uh, uh, you, you know, on your phone, on your smart TV, on your... Um, your computer and Come driving on. on the road and billboards and soon have uh, uh, what you call it uh, uh, project project <laughs> yeah they're gonna project ads yeah yeah <laughs> stuff like that and 
It's coming at you all the time, like my shoes right now. Jesus. Gonna, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is my label. I put my label in the songs I produce on there. It's literally <laughs> coming at you no matter where you look. But yeah. I get what you're saying because as much as it's something for the artist to look back on and latch onto, it's the same thing for the fans. Yeah. It helps build a relationship. Yeah, for sure. Uh, by the way, your Dua Lipa song is a hit. No uh, lies. It's I phenomenal. Thank you, bro. Really? Thank you. Flawless. She's, she's such an amazing voice. Mm-hmm. And beautiful woman. I mean, big up to her. Uh, I, I'm glad that she, that I like. Again, when I when I, when I worked with her, it was just before she she went boogum, and I became bashy. You know, <laughs> bashy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she was bashy all the time, but I, I, she became huge after the fact and um, after we we worked together. And you know, it made me feel proud. Like I, I was just like, yo, I can spot some talent sometimes. You know what I mean? I tried with people before, like Sasha, who did the song with me. I'm still in love. Yeah. Uh, you know, not many people had known that the platform that I had was bigger than than what she had. And um, people like Alexis Jordan, uh, I did "Got to Love You" with her. Um, that was on the since album before. You don't need a superstar vocalist to create a hit. I I think when your voice sounds beautiful, your voice sounds beautiful. You know what I mean? So so. Um, and that's enough. Yeah, yeah, I've I've worked with an artist called Destro from Trinidad. Her voice is amazing. She could pelt it out, and that sounds in you know the genre of soca and, uh, um, you know likewise Michelle Montana, just big big voices and and they are established artists, mind you. Uh, but but um, you know the platform that 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 I'm on right now is a little different. So as you said, it's mainstream. Yeah, and so as you said. You know, do I need the artist that's huge? To, no, I don't. But it, it it's nice to have. <laughs> like I'd love to work with Katy Perry. What's up, Katy? <laughs> but um, and she's huge and she has an amazing voice too. But I know people that have amazing voices. They sing in, in the in the in the backyard or in the, in the bathroom, and that's pretty dope. Or at karaoke, <laughs> they'll get out. The, the- the cream always rises to the top. Yeah, and if they want to do it, so I know some people that are amazing, and they just do little performances, and they're like, I don't want to do no more than that. Because that's fulfilling. Yeah. It's just the the act of exactly. making your art and telling your stories and letting your yeah. voice be heard. Yeah. How do you? My final question for you is: How do you measure success? How do I measure success? Um, I think I was successful when I when I I, I started started to feel successful when I first accomplished my dream which was to get on a Jamaican rhythm at home that made an impact in my home and it wasn't about impact and it wasn't about financial it was just about people hearing it and like the song and when they hear it they go boom you know it, 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 I'm like that was my dream um, and then after that was accomplished I was like how am I gonna keep this up now? <laughs> so, I, just, I was afraid I was afraid that that feeling would go away I kept doing music and it's the both parts I've heard a lot of artists say this like a, the best parts of the biz to them is being in the studio or, or on stage it, it you, you get to imagine how people are going to react when you're in the studio and then when you're on stage you get that gratification yeah. straight yeah so those two things are are um, a great feeling and keep me going with it yeah. So it's energy that you get back. It's people caring about your music. Yeah, and 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 them seeing themselves in my words. Uh, like I had a dude uh, come check me one time at a party, and I'm like, yo, you know, as a kid when I grew up, like hearing your songs, it was just different because you was talking to the ladies different, bro. And he, he, like you gave me some swag, respect, bro. And you know what I mean? And it felt good because uh, sometimes you don't think that people pick up on that part. Like they think. You think that people, you just regurgitating lyrics and you're rhyming, but there's a little bit of attitude sometimes in there. Um, you know, like from you looking at me, I got my sister, you want me when you're gonna give it up. So it's like I, I saw her and I saw her gave me the look, and it's like 
the kid was saying like I didn't hear people say it like that before in in this genre. So you're big teaching up to you. him valuable lessons. <laughs> how to look, girl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how to find a mate. Yeah. How yeah. to figure it out. Which is an important thing for the hum the growth of humanity and Literally. the continuation of life. So on Earth, when we yeah we're thinking about who to give a Nobel Prize to, we we give it to you <laughs> for keeping the Earth populated. Uh, big up, big up, big up. Which is by the way, my mom, she's like yo. The earth should not be so popular. You have to you have to sing songs about contraception and stuff. <laughs> and I was like, damn. So so one day I'll do it. I'll take her advice. Because it, it is true. It's it's crazy. All right? We 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 clutting the place up. But I, I think it's gonna work itself out. Human human beings have been given this this amazing oasis called the earth. And you know, we, we I think I think we're gonna figure out how to Oh, for you, it good. Louder. We just got to treat her with some respect. Yeah, man. That's really it. Real thing. Sean Paul, everybody. Thank you for your energy right. today, Thank sir. You. Appreciate it. Appreciate Salute. you deeply. This podcast is part of the Zach Sang Show Podcast Network.